0: You
1: all be patty special see special
0: i The one I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candle. When that
1: shit is on, let me drop some shit like this here. In five, four, three, Two, one, welcome back everyone to the bottom of the pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg and I have someone on the pod today who has never been on. We are several episodes strong and this is his first time making his debut. Please introduce yourself.
2: It is Lobo Berry Crunch.
1: Lobo Berry Crunch is in the house. Thank you for coming in today. How are you feeling?
2: I'm good, man. How are you?
1: Mm. I'm good. I'm currently drinking vanilla Coca Cola today.
2: Vanilla Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. I got myself a Popeye's frozen lemonade because this is like my addiction right now. I yeah. love lemonade things so.
1: It looks <laughs> delicious. It does that little sloshing thing love, that makes it sound like it's yeah I just like, immaculate. I love it. Um. Anyway, uh, this is your first time on the podcast. I appreciate you coming in and taking time out of your precious day. Because you are, you live a lot farther away um, from us than everyone else. So the fact that you're here today uh, means a lot to me.
2: Well, I've been really wanting to always join on one of these. You know, it's been like listening to it and it's like, man, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else is on it. I want to be there. It's like an exclusive club. Yeah, right? (laughs) But yeah, um, okay, let's not, let's
1: not, um stall any longer let's do this thing so um in case you well you you listen to it every now and then I assume you know this is a fighting game based podcast yep um I wanted to ask you and I wanted to ask you this before uh this question always kind of comes up whenever I'm talking to anyone especially about fighting games um when you were growing up were you introduced relatively early to the medium
2: so my first game system I ever really played was actually a uh, an Atari twenty six hundred. Oh Jesus! So um, my stepdad uh, loved collecting old things that he didn't, he didn't really need, right? And you know, I had that, and then my first video game that I had that I owned was uh, was a Super Mario Brothers game. Now, my first fighting game actually didn't come until I was like maybe six or seven years old. Um, and my first fighting game was uh was uh, Super Street Fighter Two. Oh,
1: okay. That's so, a good first fighting game to yeah. have.
2: Yeah. For so, being honest with you. And you know, I just I just fell in love with it. Like it was fun. I was a Ken Main. Okay. so uh, I couldn't stand Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> well, Super Street Fighter Two was when they um
1: they really started differentiate between them. Because yeah. Because in the first Street Fighter, you know, they were just carbon copies, and they got a, a few different in um in um in championship and all of them but super street fighter that's when they really kind of differentiated between them.
2: Yeah, I was more I was definitely more of a Ken main. I loved like the strength behind his kicks because you could clearly see like obviously like with his like you know like um the hurricane kick like obviously he actually hit more with his kicks yeah, versus one. like Ryu would just be like one swift like pow right to the face and that's it. He did more damage, but it just... I don't know. It just felt more natural with Ken. Okay. And then the flaming Shoryuken. That's you know, always i nice. It just looked cooler. That's always Like, nice. you know, oh, he has fire on his arm. Now, did he hit multiple times in that iteration with the Shoryuken? I'm going to be real with you. I don't think I really remember. Actually, you know what? I think if you... I think he did. He did, like... Like, there was the initial, like, hit, mm-hmm. and then, like, the actual climb up Oh. Okay. was the hit, okay. extra hit. And then Ryu was just, like, one swift Shoryuken. He hit. Oh, yeah. Once it hit you in the gut, that was it. Yeah, so... And then from there, it just kind of feel like it just it just flowed. And then um, I had a I had a great friend growing up. Um, his name was Jin, and he uh, he was from Japan. So he always got like a lot of the imported um, fighting games, a Ooh, lot of that stuff. So you oh, played yeah. some things. The
1: rest of us didn't have our hands on yeah, yet.
2: man I had a, you know I had a, played um, Street Fighter Alpha on Super Nintendo.
1: Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Was that was that Japanese exclusive? I've never played Alpha on like on Super Nintendo.
2: uh, I will be real. I don't remember if it was like a legal copy. (laughs) It (laughs) definitely was a Japanese. We fired. But I think I mean I don't know. But um, I remember that Uh, NBC. No. Okay. Oh man, I love Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh. I loved Marvel vs. Capcom.
1: Was it like a Japanese import of Marvel vs. Capcom? So um, was in, I think it Japanese?
2: was. I think um, if I remember, it was definitely Japanese. But it was. Uh, it was so fun. I like. I didn't. I mean, it was something I would never seen before. You know. You got. Oh yeah. You got superheroes and like like Mega Man and like like Capcom characters. It's like what is this? This is <laughs> what, this what is, is cool. This? And the one thing that felt made me fall in love with the game. I know. I know he's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Big boy Venom. Mr.
1: Venom was Missed in the venom. Yeah.
2: house. It was so cool, just being able to like smash people with him. Oh yeah, it was yeah. such a cool character, and I felt like it. Um, it just flowed with it. Like it just, it just, it was like, yeah, this is this is my genre. This is what I like to play. It's fun. Well,
1: because Marvel's Capcom, it was so kinetic. It was so fast. Like if you especially coming off of Alpha, not, not that Alpha is the slowest game in the world, but like Marvel's Capcom is everywhere. You're jumping off of shit. You're mm-hmm. you're super jumping in the air. Your combos link into each other so well and you have those off the wall specials,
2: man. Yeah, it was it was just so fun. And then being able to like it was just a, it was like a world that you never thought would ever happen. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like you never thought that you'd be playing like Spider-Man teaming with Mega Man or like Captain America teaming with like uh, what's her name from Darkstalkers uh, uh, Morgan. Morgan whatever yeah like it was just really weird but like really cool like you, it was like this isn't real but it is real <laughs> and then from there it just kind of like like the crossover games were always my favorite genres like I loved any of the colliding Street Fighter versus X-Men loved it okay. so fun um,
1: that's the pre- that's the precursor to MVC
2: I think Street Street it was Fighter yeah right X-Men. yeah yeah it
1: came out before Street Fighter but still yeah. freaking awesome it's still very
2: fun yeah it was so good and then um My uh, Then, obviously, NBC2. NBC2 just took that world and just shattered it because it was just like, oh, by the way, here's like an extra dump load of characters. Right. It was like 50
1: extra characters or something like that.
2: I feel like there's no game that will like personally – for me in my heart, there's no game that can still top that. What, NBC2? Yes. It's – Like, I feel like everybody still had just fun with it. Like, you didn't have to be perfect at the game to still enjoy it because you had so many options of characters. It was a hard game, too. X-Men, Avengers, and, you know, like more Mega Man characters, more Street Fighter characters, just worlds that were colliding that just didn't – they didn't need to make sense. Right.
1: Exactly. And no one was expecting them to either. Yeah. I, I never was that great at the Marvel vs. Capcom series, even up to this day, even with the latest Infinite. I never was, like, fantastic, but I was especially bad at nbc <laughs> <laughs> I was especially bad at it, but have some fun... You know, and it's one of those kind of party games. You get your friends together. Yeah. And it's like, hey, let's play some MVC two. You don't ex- you don't go in there expecting like, well, maybe some more hardcore listeners do, but me personally, I don't go in expecting to have
2: some fierce competition. I just you know want to have some fun, pick up some crazy ass teams. And I think that was what made me love it. Like, like I know nowadays, like everything's so competitive. Like everything is. It's you know, true. you always got like one person that like runs the house. You have like the tier lists online. You've got like the top tier team that everyone uses and whatever, whether it be Dragon Ball Fighters or, you know, NBC, you know, Infinite or whatever it is. And I feel like, you know, it, 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 I don't want to say it takes away the fun from it, but I feel like, you know, when you have that one set of people that just stay on that, like, oh, I don't, I'm not here to really play fun. I'm here to like, I'm here to win. I'm here to win only. It kind of takes away from that from back in the day though. Like we didn't, we didn't really have that. It was just like, You're just hanging out with your boys, you know, playing. That's just what it was. It would be like a couple of us just sitting in front of a TV, just passing the sticks back and forth, just saying, all right, cool. Who's next? We used to do stuff like, Pick random teams or have people pick teams for us. Right,
1: that's always fun. That's, yeah, like that's always a fun little gamble there.
2: Yeah, like I um I despised him when I got Iron Man and any of them though because yeah. I wasn't really good with Iron Man. Oh, I love okay. Iron Man, but it was just weird compared to a lot of the characters I played. Right, like, well, I played was like one
1: of those flight characters, flight cancel, and
2: I was stuff. not a flight person. <laughs> that's, that's that's high execution. Yeah, like Spider Man, Venom, and them. Like those were my like go tos mm-hmm. for everything. Like quick like well i mean i wouldn't say venom was quick but like hard hitting but then like you had like those quick attack characters or like those capture characters you know and now it's like i don't know like i still enjoy being able to just go look let's just play for fun like like obviously like you know we we play smash and no one really plays for like oh i'm here i'm here to be the top dog it's like no we're just here to have fun we're
1: here to have fun that's why you play stuff like eight player smash and stuff sometimes we'll put on the smash ball just to have a little bit of extra fun,
2: yeah, or just get some trolley characters in there just for just for the just yeah. for the giggles.
1: But that keeps it really, um, that keeps it really interesting, really. Because if everyone comes together, just they're always trying to win, and people get mad and they're frustrating. I don't yeah. play this no more. It takes the air out of the entire atmosphere. if Someone's getting so just worked up. It's like, dude, relax. We're yeah. just here, we're drinking soda, maybe beer, and we're just here to, <laughs> here to mellow out and play some Smash or play some Marvel.
2: Well, I wouldn't be drinking beer. I'm more of a, a lick, liquor friend. Oh, he's
1: yeah. a liqueur. He's, he's a, fancy, I'm a, a fancy liqueur consumer.
2: I'm a rum man, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you got, I got a Coke next to me It's like, don't drink that, though. Why? There might be some captain and don't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't say that there isn't or there isn't. Actually, a quick funny story. Okay. So, this was a couple years ago. So, this was how fun, this is what I used to love. So we, uh, we were hanging out with uh, one of our buddies and we were having – he was having like a little like get-together at his house. We had some drinks and everything like that. I had this one friend named Boog that I couldn't – for the life of me, I could never beat him in Street Fighter 4. I could never have ever beaten him before. Um, I was terrible at doing cancels or anything like that. So – but I still love playing the game. It was just fun. And uh, that night uh, I had a couple drinks and <laughs> I don't know what happened. But they said that it was a completely different version of me. Oh, my God. Because I was canceling into combos. And I perfected him with my Ken. And uh, he was playing. Uh, who was he playing? Um, uh, C Viper.
1: Okay. Uh, so, she's annoying
2: as hell. I, I can't stand her. But um, I beat him. And he was like. Everybody was like. like everybody stopped. And they couldn't believe what they just saw. Because he usually shoulders. is the guy that ran the room. Mm-hmm. And they just saw him get perfecting. And they were like, what just happened? So then, you know, he was like, nah, let's run that back. So let's we ran run it there. back. Let's run it I didn't back. perfect him that time, but I still beat him. Mm-hmm. I beat him three times in a row. Shit. And I was like, is this my, Is this my like, way of making sure I can win? Do I got to, like, I mean, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm not trying to go to tournaments. Like, you know, um, uh, anybody got some captain here or right. something I, like
1: that. <laughs> I need to get a little toasty before reminds- I top on the sticks. It
2: reminds me of that episode of Family Guy with uh, Peter only – Played piano really good when Lois was like getting him super drunk.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was
2: literally that exact the same moment. exact it was scenario. So but uh yeah, I thought that would be a fun that's thing great. to share.
1: That's your uh, that's your X factor. That that good old cat. I guess so. <laughs> Knock it back. Face get all red. Get on the fucking
2: stick. Ready baby. to go. Um,
1: that's really funny. That's really, really funny. Uh, but it sounds like you had a lot of a lot of fun uh, back then playing with your friends on all these games.
2: Yeah, I felt like uh especially for fighting games. It just it's just a great way to bring people together and just you know, just have fun.
1: I think um in the community I think people are starting to kind of lose sight of that. Yeah. That at the end of the day we're supposed to be having fun. It's it's a multiplayer game because people are supposed to come together, have a good time, play each other. I think people are starting to get too caught up in all the maybe the controversies and the competitiveness in the ser- in all these series and things.
2: And I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm I'm blaming this but it's like you know you have like the esports with it you've got like people that are you know you got like the big tournament evo people and stuff like that like it's like, you know, it, it's wonderful to see gaming expanded so much, like from what we had when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a common thing everyone heard. It's like, oh, you can't get paid to yeah. play video games. Like, you will never make money from playing video games. That's not true now. It's not. It's, you know, yeah, you, you, you have can to get good. But. Yeah, you have to be good, but like, you could get sponsored. You know, you get recognized. You join teams and stuff like that. You go to, like, you go to Evo or, you know, whatever. And, you know, all these things exist now. But I think that I, I agree with you where, like, it just seems like people are starting to lose sight of the idea. Like this is supposed to be fun. Like you know, mm. you know, back when you were playing MK, I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you just played to just watch like somebody get brutally kicked you know, in the <laughs> right. face, You know, <laughs> heads ripped off, whatever, like that. Like you, you played just for the fun of that. Right. You wanted yeah. to see that. That's yeah. that's
1: like dope shit right there.
2: And now I feel like you got people that like you know you you play you, especially you play online. You hit somebody with a fatality. They try to rage quit immediately before it mm. does it, just so they don't have to see it
1: like but that's the whole point of the game. That's how the the game's always that's always been
2: the reason for the game. And and with that like I I just like to try to keep that like mindset of like remember that this is just for fun. Yeah. You know like I've gone to plenty of tournaments. I've had my my behind handed to me numerous times. But I just go for the general fun factor. Like you know being able to compete, yeah, there's a chance I could win something. So obviously yeah, you get competitive. But it's like, you know, it's some people take it so so serious to a point like they forget like you know the sportsmanship factor like yeah, you know exactly. like you, you're playing this to have fun but don't it's not fun to
1: embarrass people it's not and like when you watch people like that play and they get worked up or they try to like make everyone else around like maybe embarrassed or like trying to keep them down you have to look at it's like are you even having fun with exactly this? are you even enjoying yourself
2: like, uh, to me, I I I'm, this is going to sound really mean. I don't know if I might get some hate for this. Oh, okay. I personally Here feel like anybody who plays Rob in Smash Brothers Rob. has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We've seen it time and time again. We have run tournaments, and we see some people are just oh, overly man. disrespectful with Rob. It's like, toss the dreidel, shoot the laser, pop him up, then throw him in there, spin around, punch him in the face, then toss the dreidel, laser again, and then you're just like... Man, what just happened? <laughs> did I even play Smash Bros? Like, am I even doing this right? Like, I've been playing this game for years. Why That's is, funny. Why did that just happen? I wasn't expecting Rob. It's to well, me. Why, I... Why I, do you get have so much hate
1: for Rob? The character. I think
2: it's because I've seen too many people, like, especially at tournaments that I played at, that are just they they are so. Bad. And, I mean, like not bad, like they're terrible, but like they're like so disrespectful. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it kind of feels like you don't just you don't you can't even get a move off or something. Like because he has so much that he does. That's he good mobility. He's so quick with it, you know. And then you end up forgetting that stupid little dreidel thing that he throws on or the <laughs> top, whatever it is. Right, and you, you just, can pick
1: it up too. Don't forget He picks that.
2: You, and then I feel like you get penalized when you pick it up because by the time you go get it, there's a laser right in your face. <laughs> your and then it he's drops got, down and grabs you all look, it. Shit. Chuck it right at your face. And then you're just like, I, I quit. <laughs> that's really
1: funny, man. That's the last character I ever hear anyone speak hate on. So hearing it now, I was like, damn, I guess there's a first for everything. <laughs> there like, there's is. good Rob. Like, there's good Robs. And in in the competitive scene now, there's a lot of good Robs out there. But um, I never really heard anyone go, man, Rob's the worst. Rob's a cancer. Get Rob out of this game. Hashtag not my Rob. Hashtag not my Rob. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Um even I'm going to take a step away from um from fighting games as as like a singular medium. Okay. I want to go keep it uh, broad uh, with video games as a whole. Okay. Um as even growing up or even now have you ever felt like The only way for you to maybe get through like a hard day or you're going through like a rough time uh, in general, a rough week, month, maybe even a year. Do you ever feel like falling back onto video games is something that keeps you sane, something that keeps your your head from exploding from all the stress or
2: anger? Absolutely. Um, I mean everybody has their thing. You know, some people read books. Some people draw. You know, some people go out. Some people shop. I mean, video games is a really great outlet, you know, and I feel like we get a lot of slack as gamers for it because it's like in most people in other people's eyes that are not gamers, like the non non gameplay playing people. Yeah, yeah. they don't see what we're doing and they'll be like, well, why don't you read a book because you look like you're doing nothing. But it's like when you play something like say like an RPG RPGs, you're all about strategy planning, you know, you're you're, you're you know, I feel like in any game you really are. You know, there's not many games where you don't like you just don't do anything like, you know, you have to plan like, you know, a platform. You have to plan your jump properly. Make sure you avoid that enemy. There's that special item there that you want to grab. You got to go figure out how to go get it like you do. You know, you have to think. But while you're doing this, you're getting that sense of accomplishment because you're doing something and it just feels generally good. Like taking it back to the old days, you know, like. Super Mario Brothers 3, you know, like you, you felt accomplished when you, you beat the Koopa Kid, you got the little wand, you turned the, the, the King or the Sultan or wherever, whatever world you're in person back from being a monster. And then you get ready to go to the next one. You felt good that you accomplished that. Or when you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog and you know, you got all seven of the chaos emeralds, like you just finally completed all the special stages. Now you unlock super Sonic. It, and, and you got that fun factor of like, now I get to play something else. You know, I get to play Sonic in a different iteration, you know, and for me personally, as someone that, I mean, I have a kid at home and everything like, you know, you know, working two jobs. It's, you know, it it is a great stress reliever. You know, it's nice to come home, sit down, mellow out, put a game in. I play such a broad variety of games now that I always have something to help me right. out. And you know, there's, there's moods. Like sometimes I feel like playing like a Final Fantasy. Sometimes I feel like playing a fighting game. Sometimes I feel like playing something that might scare the crap out of me. Yeah, it's always fun. I'm not gonna lie. I love being scared. You know, I love scary games. Um, Resident Evils. Whew. Except for. For for six, we're not going to talk about six. Right.
1: six. Six wasn't scary. Even five had its moments, but six. Five
2: was basically scary. Gears of War. <laughs> Don't Chris Redfield punching that boulder. That was some silly shit. I was just like, wait a minute. I mean, I know you're big and all, but I thought the monsters were supposed to be the scary ones right? here. Did you punch the boulder? He punched the boulder. It's like I'm
1: sorry, I'm not worried about your well-being anymore. You just clearly nothing can stop you.
2: I mean, yeah, and you know, I think like, um we see it a lot where people kind of look down at that Mm -hmm. but the thing about it is gaming is such a it's such a way to relieve stress in every day now like we see it everywhere now more you know mobile games you know people play like Candy Crush and all that stuff and you know, while you're sitting there waiting, or you're you're annoyed about something, you kind of dug into your phone. You what's the first thing some people pull up? It's an app game.
1: Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Well, most times actually. That's that's the the group that's usually catered towards. People. Yeah, and people it's, are just sitting waiting in like a waiting room at a hospital or work or something like that.
2: Yeah, and it feels like again, like like people look down. It's like people look down upon it, but it's like you don't know what we're doing. Like while well, they're like, well, I read books well in a book what are you doing like what you like? oh i'm creating the the fantasy of whatever it is like i'm reading like a like a game of thrones book where you know blah blah and all that stuff i'm imagining the characters like it's like a movie played in my head it's like yeah games do that too exactly like you do realize that you're especially for an rpg like you you are the character you you're that person your actions and everything are going to impact how the game goes yeah you can build your party members change the weapons decide where you're going to go and that's exactly what you're doing. No, and i not saying like, oh, yeah, reading a book is completely the same thing. But it's like.
1: All right. You're still at the end of the day sitting in a couch or in a chair yeah, with the, the book in, your, in front of your face, just yeah. using your mind almost exclusively. Yeah. And same with video games. You're, you're working on your problem solving skills. You're working mm-hmm. on your reflexes. You're working on um, hand-eye coordination. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff It all comes into play. We're not just sitting on the couch vegetating. The game's not playing itself.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I know we have like those people that we see, like you know that you know they kind of like put down gamers. Like they, their their first image of a gamer is like usually like somebody that's like big, obese, and mm-hmm. sitting in like somebody's mom's basement Real in front of a computer. And, and it's like you realize that that's not the way we all look. Like not at all. Like I'm a hundred and like eighty two pounds. <laughs> um, I'm I don't live in my mom's basement. I got my right. own place, and I got a kid and all. Like I'm ninety five
1: percent of gamers are like not that picture there are some gamers out there that are that picture
2: yeah i mean it is true but i mean it's the same thing like you can every medium has like every every group every outlet has like that group of like judgmental types of course oh yeah but it's like i feel like in the gaming world you know i feel like we're a lot more accepting because we come from all different backgrounds yeah and
1: we have all different kinds of video games out there yeah so So there's really like there's no video games there's no room for like gatekeepers
2: yeah, exactly. It's like,
1: "Oh, you're not a real gamer list. this." Like, "Yeah, you shut the fuck up, all right."
2: <laughs> I mean, well, unfortunately, we have that, I think sometimes when it comes to some of our what we call influencers now. You know, like we have the influencers like but like I think the one thing that kind of gets me is when um so one of one of these kids came to my job and um I don't play Fortnite. I, I personally don't like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I don't knock people that play Fortnite, though. was right, like, if right. that's your thing, that's your thing. Cool. Yeah, exactly. But to me, Fortnite is more nothing more than Minecraft, guns. What Minecraft like. with guns. That's Minecraft with guns. I mean, you build and you shoot people. Right, and then, Minecraft. You, and then you die and start over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, one of these kids came in and he was just like, oh, you're not a real game unless you play Fortnite. Who said that? Ninja. Ninja? I'm like... <laughs> I mean cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't watch Ninja nor do I like, you know, I mean good to him. Like he's a gamer that's made it. Good yeah, great for him. Yeah, but I'm good like for him. he
1: did what we're all trying he, to do.
2: Just because he focuses on one medium game doesn't mean that he says that. I mean I'm pretty sure he doesn't think that. Right. But just because I don't play one type of game doesn't mean I'm not a gamer. Right. Not even one type of game. Like one
1: title in one type of game.
2: Exactly. Like just because of that it's like eh. just because I don't like that I don't like that. I mean I'm I'm sure there are games that I play that most other people won't play, or some people won't, won't like. Like for example, I actually really am, am enjoying the Dragon Ball Kakarot game right now. Okay, um, I hear a lot of people are giving a lot of slack toward it because they, I guess they were expecting like this big revolutionary new title. It's like, nah, this is what they do every couple of years. Right. They always remake like Goku story and only in this time though it's it's just got some extra twist a little to bit it. more
1: interactive than usual yeah
2: and it's it's fun i think it's fun
1: right well it's kind of smart too to keep um releasing kind of that whole original dragon ball z run in video game form in some way or the other because dragon ball's still going on yeah. sometimes people might forget what actually what happened even me sometimes i forget oh damn i forgot that i forgot that gohan also turned into a great ape in that fight with uh, with Vegeta yeah I was like oh Gohan really did run in and turn into a great ape and they had to cut his tail off too I forgot about all of that yeah and that's a, those games whether it be Kakarot or even though the, the fighter story the bo- fighters didn't touch on it but like the old Budokai games did yeah exactly like, like it reminds you of all that kind of stuff
2: I mean we, I feel like we get those every once in a while and I mean you have to remember that the idea of a game is to have fun
1: yeah play uh, something at its that core
2: it's just to enjoy yourself and I feel like sometimes we kind of we kind of forget that mm-hmm. Like, you know, I try to like – I don't want to say I go in with low expectations for a lot of them. But it's like, you know, you have to remember what it's meant to be. And to me, like, do I think that there could have been some things added to Kakarot to make it more interesting? Yes. But at its core, from what I'm playing, I'm enjoying it. That's all that matters. I'm going back and playing story parts. I'm finding out that there's some cool things. Like there's some extra lore content that's been added to the game that kind of gives you like extra like – um. Like backgrounds on things that maybe you didn't even, as a fan, didn't know about. Like, for example, like launch was missing the entire Z series except for like one scene in the Saiyan saga, but like she was a prominent character in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. In this game, you actually find out where she's been. Where she been? Yeah. Where she been? I don't. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay, don't. Spoil it. I, <laughs> I don't know where she. Play went. the game. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> like, come on.
1: But yeah, if you're if you're not having fun, then it's. Something that you just shouldn't be doing, really. Exactly. I find myself, um, when I'm playing the games, whether I'm playing uh, Fighters or MK or Tekken, sometimes I'll go on long runs um, where I'm doing really well. I'm like, yo, this is my shit. I'm, like, really enjoying this. I'm really having fun. This is, like, the best, the best thing ever. And then sometimes I'll be on a real loser streak. I'll lose, like, 50,000 matches in a row. I'm like, eh, maybe this game isn't for me. I'm not having fun. Yeah, and then you and know, can, you get a little jump right off. Sometimes. Yeah, and you, and then you just you know let everything kind of recalibrate, and you're like, okay, this is fun. I had a bad day, maybe about a bad week at the game. Let's try again. Yeah, but if you find yourself like you've never had fun with the game, it's just not for you.
2: Yeah, that's all it is. And
1: maybe it's, don't you don't have to like shit on that game. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I
2: mean if you don't, if it's not if you're not doing well in it, I mean. Unfortunately, like you know we, we see it a lot, like where someone like trashes it because they're not good at it, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying that they hate everything else. Right. And I feel like that's what I feel like that's what kind of like as gamers, I feel like we kind of damage like the fun factor of it, you know, because everyone's so opinionated about certain things, and then we live in a world where all you have to do is post it online and then you got like 12 people that might agree with you. And then that just spreads like wildfire yeah and
1: people take it as gospel that
2: that's the problems with the game
1: yeah if you're if the criticisms were like the game is hard to learn the combos are are really stressful um, um, all the characters are too hard to use it's like that sounds less like there's something wrong with the game and more like you couldn't grasp it like you could in other games maybe exactly maybe it's not so maybe it's not for you at that point
2: I mean personally me, like like um I don't really like the new Tekkens. And I'm not saying that they're bad games. Right. I just don't like them. Okay, I'm not a huge fair. 3D fighter fan. I like 2D fighters more, but I mean, I do enjoy 3D fighters. Like, one of my all time favorite games that me and uh, Bonsai Wolfburger share is Bloody Roar. Oh, Bloody I Roar. love Bloody Roar. Hugo is my dude. I love Bloody Roar. The Wolf. I think I still have, like, I think I still have a couple of them at my house. Probably okay. just boxed up somewhere, and you know I'll I'll be if someone comes over and they yo we try to play Bloody Roar I'll break out the PS2 and be like let's go nice nice let's throw this down like, <laughs> come on Bloody Roar is the shit oh, it's such a great game
1: but it goes that goes back into the initial question like you really do bond over bond with people over certain certain games like whether it be Bloody Roar with Bonsai or you brought up uh, playing um, Street Fighter with your friend Jin yeah. Or a Boog, who you you drunkenly beat at Street Fighter Four, was that his name, Boog?
2: Boog, yeah. Boog, okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it, it kind of br- it does bring people together and help you blow off steam and you know really help you connect with the people
2: around you. And it helps really build those communities that you can like enjoy. Like you know, you get to be like, I mean, what if you like if you're a fan of one one special type of fighting game? I mean, you find those people that play that same game and and they're out there. They're there. You you have fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it keeps going
1: back. People just keep forgetting that, like, like it's not an exclusive space. Like, yeah, like it's... there's no gates. Just you can walk in, and we'll accept you with open arms. Maybe not every arm will accept you, but there's someone out there who will be willing to hug you.
2: Except Rob fans.
1: Except Rob fans. Apparently, all no. Rob fans, according <laughs> to Lo- a crunch, you're all soulless, godless creatures Heathens. who play a soulless, godless character.
2: Well, I mean, he's a robot, so technically he is solo.
1: (laughs) Um, He can stack. My point still stands. (laughs) We have a Rob hater over here. Uh, But talking, uh, talking about the fighting game space while we're uh, while we're on at the moment, um, it's the genre of fighting games is notoriously hard. It's very hard, like it's really hard to break into because Mm -hmm. it's one of those games where if you're not good at it, uh, you don't really get to play it. Like if you never get good at it, you don't really get to like the experience it fully like you can put the AI on very easy mode but that mostly equates to them running up to you and doing nothing yeah you know what I mean and you lose that whole competitive aspect to it Mm -hmm. and that's what what kind of like the biggest pitfall in my my opinion is which is probably why a lot of these fighting has become a little bit more beginner friendly which is okay to a degree Um, but if someone were kind of just like they saw maybe this game came out like when maybe the new Power Rangers game came out Okay. When I came out, they're like, I've been a lifelong Power Rangers fan since I was a baby. To right now, I have... I played every single Power Rangers video game. I have every single toy, shirt, everything. So I want to play this new Power Rangers game, but I've never, ever played a fighting game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give them to help ease their, their introduction to the genre
2: as a whole? Play everybody. Oh, everybody? I would say play everybody. Because let's be real here. I mean... As like fans of like Dragon Ball, for example, like we love, we both like playing fighters. You right. and me play fighters all the time, and um, not your your favorite character may not always be the character that's best for you. You have to remember that every character has a mechanic or or like a style that they they shine in. And with that being said, you know that may not be where you're best in. You know that, and I feel like that's that's that goes back to that whole like people trashing things because they they can't do it. Yeah, you know like. For, for example, you know, if we go back and I'll play Street Fighter, you know, I really liked um I really liked playing Ken, but I also really like playing Fei Long. Fei I, love Long, I Long loved Fei Long's character. I thought he looked cool, he was like that Bruce Lee character and stuff like that. Obviously he mixed his attacks were a little different than Ken's. I liked him, but I couldn't really master him. And that's the thing. But that's that's not that's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's not like the end of the world. You'd be surprised like somebody that, you know, you may not be like really – you may have not thought that you'd be feeling may end up being a character that you really like. Like when I first started playing fighters, you know, one of my favorite characters is obviously Gohan. I had him um, and uh, I was actually pretty good with him. And then when Bardock dropped, you know, Bardock was my next one and then my anchor used to be Frieza. I actually don't like Frieza as a character all that much but I liked the way he played. And it worked well with my team. And with you. And, you know, it just – it flew. Like, it it just worked well. So when you have someone that's, like, playing something, try everybody out. You never know who may end up being the one that might just mess with you. You know, like, you know, you go from the Blue Ranger from, like, Mighty Morphin. You're like, oh, man, I really was a real big fan of of, of the Blue Ranger from Mighty Morphin. But it turns out that his style doesn't work with you. Like, you struggle to – Get special move-offs and stuff like that. you're like, man, it really sucks. Then you find out that, I I don't know, all the Power Rangers, so forgive me. I'm just using for what my son watches. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You got maybe the the Dino Thunder ones. You know, maybe the blue Dino Thunder Ranger may have been the better Ranger for you. And you find that you're pulling off combos and moves that may be a little easier for you. That may be your player. So don't limit yourself. You know, keep an open mind. Just because you don't like a character maybe from like a series. Because, I mean, let's be real here. And, and, and uh, going back to, to fighters, like there's there's a, obviously a, a very familiarity with Dragon Ball characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people know who they are. A lot of people like them. Um, but in truth, one of those characters that may be like, oh, man, I hated him in the show might work well for you. You might be like, oh, wow, I could really pull some stuff off with Cell that I didn't think I could do. But I really wanted to play Boo. But Boo's too hard for me. But Cell works perfect. There you go. And it works. And, and you'll it, have a
1: good time again.
2: And then by doing that, though, like, you master that character. You you excel a little bit more. And then maybe you could build yourself up to getting to where you could master Boo.
1: Right, because now you understand the game, the mechanics. Exactly. And maybe your hands are are in a good way where you, you had the
2: reflexes to do the, the big extended combo. Exactly. And I feel like that's the best thing you can do. Like, I try, like, like for Smash Brothers, I played everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find who my main was, especially in the later titles. Like, Super uh, Super Smash Bros for sixty four. Uh, I played Kirby. I played Luigi. And I played Link. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. a fan of. Lu- I mean, I don't hate Luigi, but I wasn't a fan of like, oh yeah, I got to play Luigi. But I wanted to. Pl- I wanted to play like Fox. You know, I was like, oh, I want to play Fox. But Fox was a little weirder for me because like, I was coming off playing as a swordsman, and you know, a pink puffball. So, <laughs> so it's like it's very different, and. You know, as I got better at the game, then I started finding, like, oh, I could play Fox now. Like, okay, now I understand how this works. Now I understand how the damage works, the frames and everything. Okay, cool. I'm here now. Now I can learn more. And then in the later iterations of Smash Bros, because there's so many different characters, there's always that chance that your character might get picked by somebody else. There's always that chance.
1: Yeah, there's there's some crossover.
2: And... You know, in some fighting games, there's also like, you know, I remember like sometimes there was like times you didn't want to play as the same character as someone else was playing. So you pick someone else. Don't hinder yourself. Do that. Because now you've learned to not pigeonhole yourself with just one person. And then you you start learning, you expand out. And next thing you know, you're being like, oh, I'm just going to pick random from here on. I can pick anybody and there you go because you build a good foundation something
1: you can finally branch off of and pretty much do whatever you want at that point
2: yeah I mean I'm not going to lie I got my ass handed to me multiple times in games <laughs> I mean I mean, that's also a reason why I didn't like Tekken um, okay. I got my ass handed to me multiple times in Tekken the last Tekken I was actually good at was Tekken 3
1: oh um, a lot of people say that they say they played Tekken 3 they really liked it and they haven't played Tekken since
2: and and that was it like you know Halong was my favorite I, I think I said his name right um, he's he, not whoring, whoring, but,
1: but I don't even think in Tekken three, they pronounced it
2: correctly. <laughs> so I think you're fine. So y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about, but he was one of my favorites. I loved playing Jin. You know, he was cool. Um, and then gone. I love gone. <laughs> it's God, a guilty, guilty pleasure. character. Love he was adorable. Little, little baby Godzilla looking dude he broke with a him. tortoise shawl on his back. Too small. He's and too he had little small. boxing gloves too, man. Come on. It was adorable. He was, but, um, he was a cute guy. but like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not a Tekken fan. But I'm not going to shit on the series because of that. I mean, I, you, know, you and, you know, like a couple of the other members, they like playing Tekken. Yeah. I'll jump in. I'll get my ass handed to me, but I'll jump in and have fun. Right. It's courageous
1: to jump in. Even I mean, if you know you're going to
2: I think the only character I'll willingly try to play as is Brian Fury at this point. Right. Just because I like how hard he hits. Right. He's a cool character. I miss, I miss his old laugh, though. I don't like his new laughs. You don't like
1: his new laughs? I like he's got his. Got a couple of
2: new laughs. His uh, to me, Tekken Three One was the best one. We had that. Yeah, <laughs> now <know>. it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? you know, it is so, a
1: little bit more throaty nowadays. Like, Ew, now Ew, you bring is, it up. What is
2: that? That's it doesn't
1: come from the gut anymore.
2: You got some mucus in your throat, come on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe spit it out. <laughs> he's getting more and more robotic. Hey, he's like half cyborg, right?
1: Um, like I think probably a little bit more enhanced or something. At this point, yeah, he's <laughs> got a lot of cybernetics inside of him. Um, so what would you say, um, like that was really good advice, by the way, uh, just try all the characters. Cause some people, especially in games that are licensed, like, uh, the fighters or power Rangers, or, like in the injustice series, people will say, Oh, that's my favorite character in that series. I'm going to use them in a lot. Sometimes more often than not, they don't match like your favorite play style. Exactly. Right. Cause I like, you know, I like grappling characters, but like, I would never expect say, um, Kid Buu to be a grappler, yeah, and that kind of sucks. I wish he was because I like grapplers, but he's not. God, I never be, expected him to that'd be, be terrifying, one. you know. <laughs> so, but, and Kid Buu in fighters doesn't really gel with how I play, but he's on my team anyway, yeah, because you know I like Kid Buu. But that also comes uh, comes because I have a strong like foundation for fighting games, exactly. so I can just kind of do that. But for someone new, that's a really bad idea to just do that. Yeah. So your um your advice was very sound. Try all the characters. Uh, don't just. Pick the ones that
2: you maybe look cool or anything like that. Yeah. Just like, figure out
1: what what you're good at.
2: Yeah, like Injustice, um one of my favorite DC characters is Flash. I love Flash. He's one of my favorites. Um I am garbage with Flash and Injustice. <laughs> I I am terrible. Um, I'm actually pretty good with Black Adam. Oh, and it strange. was a character I never thought I'd be good with. Never even paid attention I was to like, him before. I I'm gonna be real. Like I barely knew who Black Adam was. I I only well, knew damn. him. I'm not a big DC fan. I like Marvel characters more. Okay. But like you know, I don't like. I'm not gonna shit on him. But I was like, oh okay, Black Adam. All right, this works. <laughs> hey, if I'm good, with him, I'm good. I mean, with him. I'll BS his play as as Flash. So I'll willingly be like, yeah, I got my ass handed me, but it's fun. Hey, as long as you're having fun. Yeah. That's what we keep coming back to. We keep
1: coming back around to that. that, Again, that's the theme of the day. You're having fun.
2: (laughs) What's the secret word of the day? It's fun. It's fun.
1: Go watch Spongebob. He has a whole episode about it. Um, but in that, what would you say is the hardest thing, maybe from your own experience, uh, trying to get into fighting games at all? What what was the hardest thing, the thing that you really
2: struggled with? I think it's confidence. Confidence? I think it's confidence. Um... Like I said, like we were saying earlier, like we live in a day and age now where like, you know, it's very competitive out here. Mm. It's very, very competitive. And unfortunately, you know, we have people that obviously get the games earlier than us. So there's like times that people get to like, you know, like it's crazy. Like you'll be like midnight release. You you expect you to be the the one to be able to start really trying to try this char- this game out, get these characters down and then jump online and try to, try to get some wins in. Yeah. And then you find out like you're, you're – Second or third match, there's somebody that clearly probably probably had the game like a week ahead of you, and then he whoops you to a point where you're just like, I don't want to play, I want to get off now. I don't want to play, and I mean, you know, that's I feel like that's also an issue that we have now, where like that competitive that competitive scene. I mean, again, it's great to see that gaming has evolved to so much where we see like sport, like it's it's considered a sport now, like you know, esports and stuff. But at the same time, it's like – it kind of feels like when you see those like top-tier lists of like who is the top-ranked character and whoever's used using like Justin Wong, whoever like that, blah, blah, blah. What's this team? What's this character? You find those people that, that mimic just that. But then you have those people that are not into that. They're like, I'm just here to enjoy what I'm enjoying. Yeah,
1: and have fun.
2: And have fun and then you get, you get hurt because you feel like, oh, man, I just got my ass handed to me by this team. And then you find out this is the top tier team that everybody's using. Then, then, then your confidence kind of feels like it takes a hit because you're not playing that team, okay, and you yeah, kind yeah, of feel like only to win you have to follow that that formula. But it it shouldn't be that way. Never. It never should be that way. It should be like you should still be able to enjoy it. Like I'm not gonna lie, there was times that I've gone to tournaments and you know I've gotten embarrassed and. You know, like it, it, it hits your confidence. Like you feel like you don't want to ever play that game again because of that. You're like, I'm done. I don't want this anymore. Like I'm gonna go trade the game in. Blah blah blah. And it's it, it's it happens. But unfortunately, the best thing I can tell you is that someone that has literally been knocked on his ass multiple times at <laughs> tournaments, don't give it. Don't give up the game. Don't don't get mad and throw it away just because some guy was able to like figure something out that just completely seems like it's like wow how did you even learn this what did you go into like the hyperbolic time chamber train for like a day which accounts to a year so that way you could just overly use this power like have fun still it doesn't have to be the end of the world just because you lose um we had when i was before i joined the food chain and i used to come to the uh the tournament nights that we hosted um i've I, plenty of times that i've gotten to like the semi-round the semi-finals or the final rounds and i got knocked out you know, it, it does hurt because you're like, dang, I was right there. I could have won it. But then there were times that I, like I I assessed that. I go, I was there that many times. Yeah. But then I literally, there were times I was like, I want to just give it it. I don't want to play this game anymore. But then I, I, I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, I got here that many times though. Like I, I got here to the semifinal or the final rounds still. And did I have fun fighting? Yes. I, I enjoyed playing the game that I was playing. You know? And that's that's just what it is. Again, like we keep saying on this, it's it's about fun. Enjoy yourself. Don't just throw it away because somebody overly did it, you know? Yeah, because
1: you had a bad run once.
2: Yeah, like you don't see like, you know, football teams, they don't just like, you know, oh they lost the the Super Bowl or whatever like that, and you don't see the team just completely disband because of that. No. Yeah, they that's they come point, back yeah. they come back around, they assess what went wrong last time and they try to fix it. You know, and then they try again
1: and then again and again and again.
2: Yeah. I mean, let's be real here. I mean, I'm going to use a real life example. Um, the the Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. It took them forever Decades. to get that to get that W at the Super Bowl. And the last time they were at the Super Bowl, it was a mess. You know, like they the team wasn't meshing. Argument, you could clearly see that the players were having issues, the quarterback and the receiver, blah blah. Whatever. I'm not going to go into that, but it's like. It was a team that clearly continued to go no matter how many times they fell on their face they kept going. And they did. They got there. They got there. They got the W, they got their ring, everything cool. So it's like, you know, just because you lose, you know, maybe more often than you win doesn't mean you have to give in. It just means take your loss. Go back and think about it and and really assess what you did wrong. And then you can fix that. And then if you if you feel like you don't have to then don't. Just still enjoy yourself. Don't give right. it up. The only one game I've ever, ever done that to is Street Fighter V. And the only reason I gave up on it was... Actually, what a lot of people did it was because when I first bought it, it was a very incomplete game. Right, there was nothing to do. Really. Like it was, you know, you didn't have a story mode, you didn't have anything. Half the character frames were still not even implicated properly. <laughs> you know, you were doing stuff. I had one of the one of the games. I was fighting someone and they disappeared off of my screen and it went behind me. Yeah, and I was just like, it's that shit ass rollback code. Yeah, it was like the glitches were ridiculous, and I was like, okay, this is a reason that I could say I don't want to play this game ever again. That's a Perfect reason. But like, I still play. Street Fighter. I still play, you know, Mortal Kombat. I'm not the best in this crew at, in Mortal Kombat, but I still like it. I still enjoy the game. You you have beaten me, and sometimes I'm just like, oh god, that hurt. But I don't sit there and go, well, I'm not going to play the game anymore because he's so much better than me. No, I'm going to still play and have fun. Right, even so, you still show me a
1: lot of cool stuff with Sub-Zero, no pun yeah. intended. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I, <laughs> <like>, ah, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, um, but, and, you show, yeah. and I've seen some stuff. Like, hey, is getting pretty good at this
2: yeah and you know what you, each time you fall on your face you're gonna get back up you're gonna get better somehow you walk away with a little bit i started doing a lot like you said i started doing better combos you know like there was one match that i actually i kind of gave key the business <laughs> and he was just like whoa man <laughs> all right like, i don't know if it was just because i was just pent up aggression against a scarlet but <laughs>
1: well, maybe you like you took some of that cap and i just like, looked at you're a little like, you're a little tipsy
2: so you're this blood bitch, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go make her blood run cold.
2: Oh man, but yeah, that's that's all I can say. I, I, as someone that's yeah, someone whose confidence has taken a, a hit here and there, just don't give up. Play, have fun, enjoy yourself. Okay. Maybe you might not be practicing with the right people too. You know, don't always practice with the top tier person in your crew. Pick someone that might be a little on your level. Okay. You know, that you feel like you might be a little easier to go with. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, like you're trash. I'll so start from the bottom up. But pick someone that maybe can train you in a sense. A little bit And a little, and bit, a little better. bit better. Like you have your rival, you know, the person that's on the same level as you. Go at it back and forth. That's me and Lou. Okay. Me and Lou, when we play fighters, it's back and forth. It's it's very, very tight. You know, or uh, I'm going to say also Keeb. keep is also my rival. Because right. that, that fucking trunks. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> right. know what I'm talking that's about. That's a Damn Snapple, grapple and... Um
2: yeah, yeah, Snapple respectively. Yeah, they uh, they're they're definitely my rivals when it comes to that. And God, I feel like me and Keith have some of the uh, me and Bonds. I have some of the greatest matches. And yes, yeah, some of them I unfortunately lose because I always forget to look at his goddamn meter and notice he has like level
1: three. <laughs> oh, and he snatches you up. Ugh. Got to pay attention to these things, man.
2: Oh yeah, and he started noticing that cause he start because he started pulling trunks out earlier on. Okay. I would go directly full blood after Trunks because I would be like, once I take him out, your team starts to fall. Well, it's <laughs> scary when there
1: is a like a really strong command grab special like on deck. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden now at any point you could punish like a, a stray jab or something with just level
2: three raw level three command grab. And as soon as I hear you need to be stopped, I'm like, son so of a bitch. Like, I guess I'm being stopped. <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess that's it's it. Like, you stopped me, Trunks. God dang. Yeah, how many main characters have you beaten, though? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Cell has to speak to you. Oh, man. That's
1: interesting. Confidence, like, that's not what... Usually when I ask that question, I don't ask it often, but whenever I have asked, hey, what do you think, or even heard it, "Um, what do you think is the hardest thing getting into fighting games? It's usually, oh, the combos are hard. Sometimes the special moves are hard to pull off. Uh, I need to work on, like, my footsies, or I need to work on spacing more um it's no one ever like talks about like taking it taking a step back away from even the game itself to Mm -hmm. like the headspace is very important for these kind of things
2: it is i mean you know i've always played like when it comes to smash which you know that's a that's a crazy one that i think it's a like a like a like an actual fighting fighting game type style yeah but like i i've always felt that it's always about your headspace it's always about the mind games yeah you know they're gonna try to take you and, and trick you up, you know, they're gonna try to make you think that, you know, you don't know what the next hit will possibly be. Will it be a, a B, will it be an over A, will it be an up B, down B, whatever like that. But it is, it's all about your confidence. Being being willing to jump in there and do what you gotta do to get that win. That's what it is. You know, don't don't just, you know, shoot all your guns off in one shot. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, at the same sure. time, like, you know, be smart, you know. Don't be afraid. If you're afraid, your character your character combos will fall apart. You'll drop combos very easily. You'll forget all that training that you did. You might be like at home, like, man, I pulled off that 27 hit combo with no problem. Then when you get put to the test, you're kind of like, uh and you can't pull it out again. Right, and you'll never learn to apply it at all. If yeah. You stay nervous that way. I mean, I've had it happen, you know, on big tournament scenes. Um and it hap- it does, it happens. But you, you got to get out of that. you got to get out of that headspace. Don't be afraid. You're, it's a fighting game. Kick some ass. Kick some <laughs>
1: ass, baby. Exactly. It's a fighting game. Kick some ass. Let's yeah. put that
2: on a shirt, and we'll sell it for a million. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already working on it. Let's, let me put that on my phone right now. Um. <laughs> fighting, so listen, everyone. Straight from Lobo Berry
1: Crunch. If you are ever shaky, nervous, take a step back, close your eyes, and repeat to yourself. It's a fighting game. Let's kick some ass, everyone. Yep, buy my merch. Buy his merch, everyone. Forty five ninety nine for a small increases, (laughs) increases for every size up. That's great. Okay, so taking a different direction of things. Okay. Um, you, out of all of us, out of every single member of the chain, you're unique in the sense that you are the only parent. Yes, I. Out of us, you are a proud parent of an adorable little boy mm-hmm. who is just now getting into Godzilla and that's awesome that he is.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um now, what would you say, and I know there's a lot of hurdles um, with parenthood as a whole, so I'm not gonna ask what are the hurdles of parenthood because we'll be that's a that's for a different podcast hosted <laughs> by different people. So but I will ask you this. Okay. Um, what challenges do you face when you're trying to juggle you know, uh, raising, raising your son and, uh, and playing video games, like keeping up with both of those in, in, in a reasonable amount.
2: That's a fantastic question, actually. So, so I've, you know, like actually funny enough, um, Snapple as a uh, Snapple grapple was asking me like that, you know, like, you know, Oh, well, you know, how do you, how do you like, you know, still practice with like certain games while you have your kid? Yeah. You know, my son is three years old. His name is Dante. And uh, not not named after Dante from Devil May Cry, <laughs>
1: but after, but after Dante from Dante's Inferno.
2: We'll go with that then. <laughs> no matter what, I still lose this one. But um, but like what I like to do is I, I definitely like to play my age appropriate games around him. Okay. But like certain ones that I know will be okay, you know. And what I also do is I include him. You know, I give him a controller that's like not plugged in or something. I have this this uh, Switch controller. It's a Mario controller. It's a black one. It doesn't work, oh. but I let him have it. I put it in his hands and I tell him, we're going to play a game. And you know, actually funny enough, this goes back to that confidence building thing um, because I want him to have confidence in himself. So we'll play, I'll play fighters with him. I'll, I'll go on the computer and I'll, practice some of my combos and stuff like that you know fighters doesn't have any like gratuitous amounts of blood and stuff it, yes there's some punching and kicking and stuff like that you up beating people up yeah but the thing about it is it's not like i feel like it's like nothing that i wouldn't want him to see it's not like oh god they're murdering people i will not play mortal Kombat in front of them. pretty you're but, probably smart for that especially nowadays exactly. Way more competent.
1: like oh my god like my dad used to play at mk in front of me when i was a kid uh, but that was like old MK. This new yeah. MK is probably not. A That's the one you could turn the blood off. Now it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now there's no chance. Like, no. but go on. I'm sorry.
2: No, it's okay. Um, but yeah, like I'll play in front of him, and the cool thing is that he likes seeing that stuff. Like he thinks he's pulling those combos off. So he's like telling me, "Daddy, look what I did. Daddy, look what I did." And I'm like, "Yeah, look at you. You did it. You did it." You know. The other thing is that I don't shy away from showing him stuff, and I don't shy away from letting him play. You know, I I have a, I have an old Wii U that I don't use. I have it set up in his room right now and I'll just put Super Mario Maker on there. There's a couple of base levels that I made for him. He just runs around and plays on it, you know, mm. include him. You know, when he goes to bed, that's when, you know, daddy can play the more M-rated and more mature games. But like during the day, I don't limit myself because let's be real here. Again, you know, it's a great stress reliever. It, it is. And being able to play and actually watch him play with me is fun. I like seeing his, he smiles, he clothes, you know. Well, um, you know, switching off, we don't just play, I don't play just fighters in front of him. We'll play like the new Pokemon on the Switch. Okay. You know, he'll.
1: I'm sure he gets kicked kick out
2: of that. Oh, he does. Um, I even like, I, gave him a, I give him a controller and I tell him, oh, you're controlling the character. And he thinks he is. And it's gotten to a point now where sometimes he'll ask me, can I play a game? And I'll say, sure. I'll put like Mario on for him and he'll jump around as Mario. And you know he feels confident in playing the game like before he used to be terrified of looking at the controllers now he's like I want to hold them I want to play them That's now good. he doesn't yeah. get the he doesn't get the, the special cool looking controllers that daddy has <laughs> he, you know come on let's be real here we all had that we all had that 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 controller right and we had that Your our,
1: favorite controller
2: we had well, not even just that we've had the controller that like your friend is supposed to play with uh, the player two controller. yeah like, the, l- the right. little brother controller yeah exactly and you know mm-hmm. Dante has his own controller that he plays with. And, you know, he enjoys it. And I think that it helps him in his own way because, like we said, you know, there's problem solving, uh, the hand-eye coordination, you know, paying attention to things. Like he's he's telling me what he sees, which is good. And I like it because he, it means he's paying attention. He's learning to use his eyes, his senses. You know, like he – when we play Pokemon, he recognizes the Pokemon that pops up into the corner. Daddy, daddy, look over there. That's a Skarmory. You know, oh, wow. Oh, good good job. Daddy didn't see that. You know, or daddy, daddy, look out over there. There's a vile plume. I'm like, oh, thank you. I didn't want to run into that and fight that right now. Thank you. You know, he's really good with it. And, you know, that's just it. You know, don't be afraid to include them. We see it all the time where people go, oh, well, you know, these kids are being influenced to do bad things because of games. Let's be real here. Like – This type of stuff existed way before games. Way before games. You know, movies, books. Come on now. Like, you know, there are things that are written in some books and you're just like, whoa. It's like, wow, this is okay for kids too? Exactly. How come
1: we're not talking about this thing?
2: I mean, I'm going to be real here. Like, you know, if you sit there and we talk about this, like, for example, it's easier for them to grab a hold of a Game of Thrones book, you know, that if you've read it or you've even seen the show and you know what the context of it is. Yeah. That's pretty graphic for a kid. But it's easier for them to get a hold of that than a copy of Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, because at the end of the day, they still have to have someone like an adult buy that. But they can go to like a library, check it out, and walk out with it. And guess what? Now you got them reading a mature book.
1: Yeah, there's no age ratings on books. They're, yeah, they're above ratings.
2: Exactly. Or like even just general TV. You know.
1: Yeah. That's how true much? Too.
2: How much crazy violence do we see nowadays on TV? Like it's it's crazy like i even seen i feel like some even the cartoons we see now are going back to that like tom and jerry age where like you see them like literally trying to kill each yeah, other i like that age bro. you know i mean there's nothing wrong with yeah, it that's but shit. that's what i'm saying like people throw the whole thing on the gaming thing like oh yeah. well, i don't want my kids doing this i don't believe in that right i believe if you give them the right games if you let them play the games that are age appropriate for them there's nothing wrong with it yeah exactly absolutely because
1: like, they want to get mad it's like, oh, granted, I thought it was bad for kids. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Kids ain't supposed to be playing them. So that, that works. Exactly. That's perfect. perfect. That works
2: out. Like, you know that Rockstar actually released statements that literally said, we made this game so, like, terrible like this with all of that, being able to kill hookers and go to strip clubs and stuff and sell drugs. We made it this way. So that kids don't play it. We don't want children to play right. this game.
1: You keep buying your kids these games. Therefore, that's totally like that's not the game's fault. Mm-hmm. That's not the developer's fault. That's
2: not the retail's fault. Look, I played Call of Duty when I was a kid and I didn't go shoot a school up or anything like that. Like, you know, it's crazy that I see people say that stuff. You know, that's 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 just all like, you know, it's it's crazy to me. Um yeah. I'm not going to say that. It, in no way, shape, or form can media not influence it. I'm not going to not say that. Right. But I do heavily believe that if you're a parent and you really want your kids to have this stuff, pay attention. There's too many outlets now that you can research a game on, whether it be YouTube, Google, anything like that. It's everywhere. You can, you can find out what the context of the game has and figure out if it's good for them to have this or not. Exactly. If your nine year old is playing Grand Theft Auto and you're you're telling me that you're worried about like, oh, these school shootings and these kids that are treating women like garbage and stuff, it's like, well, you definitely gave him a game where he can practice that. Exactly.
1: You bought that for him. Like And ignorance in that ignorance in that area is a choice. Yeah. Because it is. There's too much information involving that. It is it's, that that if you didn't know about it, it's because you didn't take the initiative to do your own research before see, you bought it for your child. I
2: see it all the time when I work at uh, my game store. It's um, it's crazy. Like, I had, I had a mom come in. Her 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 kid was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Seven years old. She wanted to buy him um, a shooting game. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to judge her for giving him a shooting game. That's whatever. Right. We play shooting but, games as kids. But like, you know, I was like, whatever, that's fine. And she was like, well, I'm going to get him Grand Theft Auto. And I was like, I would not recommend that one. And she told me over and over she didn't care. He watched the, the excuse. And I hate this excuse. It it, it boils my blood. Mm-hmm. He can watch worse things on YouTube. I hate that excuse. Because I'm like, then what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you buying <laughs> oh, this game? If, if that's the truth, then, you know, what are you doing as a parent? That's, that's not okay. That's even worse to hear. Like, what is he watching that you don't know about? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and then, like, she bought the game for him. I explained, uh, you know, what it had, like, minimally, like, because I couldn't do everything. I just said, you kill
1: Hooker. You know,
2: like, like, well, we're not even allowed to say that stuff. At the store, we're not allowed to. You basically have to read the back of the cartridge and tell them, like, you know, that's a cartridge. Back of the case. That's all. I'm old. way back. I'm that old. <laughs> um, you, you have to read the back of the case and you tell them it's M-rated because it has nudity, sexual themes, t- tobacco, drug use, violence, blah, blah. She was like, whatever. It's fine. I said, okay. Gave her the game. She walked out. The next day. Of course. Of course. She comes in. She throws the game at the counter. Like, I'm talking, like, it clearly looked like she was trying to hit me. She just missed. And screams at me that how dare I sell this garbage to her? Her son shouldn't be playing this. That I should be ashamed of myself. And I said, "Ma'am, there's a reason that the uh, the rating system exists, you know." And I explained what the game actually was. Well, you, I, could how, how do I, how was I supposed to know it had all this other stuff? Well, you know, there are YouTube videos. There yeah, is the, this the ones like you were talking about Magical the thing called Google. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great invention. It has so much information. Like, look it up and it just it it irks me or like some people will say something to me like oh you let your kid play games yeah play games just a whole yeah. other kid play games like why why is that a problem like my son's playing pokemon and he thinks he's a, he's going to be a great pokemon master he's playing sonic the hedgehog and he's completed levels on his own which i'm impressed with you know i've like i put him on sonic mania and he actually beat two levels No, oh, there you go now i'm like wow um I'm impressed. Right, you got smart ass kid. It took him a couple tries, but he but got he, he got it, and I was like, "Good boy, good good job." I'm happy. So that's that's just me, though. I mean, everybody's different.
1: I mean, it makes sense, and we, we see that that um that example with that mom uh, far too often. The ones that buy the their children these games that they're not supposed to be playing with everything in the world telling them. Including the rating on the game itself, telling them, don't buy this free kids, don't do it. They do it anyway, and then get mad that it's not for their kids. Yep. And those are the voices that that keep feeding this video games cause violence debate that's been raging since Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. So, I feel like... And I'm happy that video games, um, at least now, in the past, in a decade or so... Mm-hmm. Actually, a little bit longer than that. Um... They don't cater to that voice anymore because they understand that listen they're buying these kids uh, games they shouldn't be playing and then they're complaining that it's not good for their kids. We can't listen to those no, those are the wrong opinions. Like we can't we can't take that into account. But they're still very loud and the general media keeps picking up on it and yes. that's how the stigma keeps coming down on gamers as a whole. Yeah. Like, no, we're not violent people. We've been playing these games our whole lives. Systems change, games change. But and we change, but we haven't done any violence. And if we do do violence of any kind, whether we get into a fight for whatever reason, it's not because I didn't like fight this guy because fighting in Tekken looks cool, mm-hmm. right? I didn't. Uh, I'm trying not to be too explicit here. Um, I didn't. I'll just leave it at that. I didn't go out and get in a fight because they do it on Street Fighter. I exactly. got in a fight because all these very vari-
2: variables in the world led to me getting into this fight. It, it it really all comes down to the exposure factor, what you expose and how you raise them. That's just what it is. That's all it is. I'm not a expert at raising kids. Obviously, no, I mean, no one in the world is. No We're one good is. On. I don't care if people be like, oh, I have a I have a doctorate or whatever like that. Blah blah. blah. I don't care. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> Every child is different. Every child develops differently. Yeah. It is all about the attention factor of a parent. I'm gonna say that that is 100 what it is. I expose my kid to video games because I don't want to shelter him from them. I want him to play with me. I want him to build memories with me about this stuff. I want Dante someday to pick up a controller when he's like six or seven year olds and be like, you know, Dad, let's th- let's throw down, and I'm like. All right, but don't cry. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hold back. Because like, you're not three like, anymore and I'm about to give you this work. I am, I am absolutely a person that never holds back on anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if I'm fighting you, I'm fighting you. If you tell me you're a beginner, I'm fighting you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be like, look, I'll do you a favor. I'll pick a lesser character I don't know, but right. I'm still fighting you. <laughs> I mean, exactly, yeah. That's just what it is. And yeah, that that's just the easiest thing. Like, just don't don't give them things they don't need yet, you know? I mean, Call of Duty to me is still not that bad. I don't think it is. I mean, you just shoot people, or if I mean, you, just, you just shoot people. But I mean, like I said, like I grew up playing Call of Duties and stuff. I, pl- I grew up playing Medal of Honor. You remember yeah, Medal of Honor? God,
1: what a old God. one! That used to Honor be the Euro- premier Euro-
2: army game. Was Medal of Honor? Medal of Honor European Assault uh, was my favorite of all of them, and I loved it. To I still love it to this day, and I have. I've never thought about going into a mall with a gun. Uh, never. Not, not even once. Not even once.
1: Well, it seems like people forget that mental illness exists. Yes. Like, when, like if someone says, like, they apprehend someone that maybe have committed one of those heinous crimes. Yeah. And they say, oh, I I played, you know, say they they played Call of Duty, so they went and did, did, they did the thing. That's Call of Duty's fault. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's, what know, I, it's like, that's what I hate. It's like, look at his past. Look at his childhood. Look at uh, his... Mental state. Yeah. Because chances are he's got some type of mental illness. Because Call of Duty and Mortal Kombat and and all those other... And, and Grand Theft Auto, all those, like, premiere games they keep blaming all this violence on. They've been selling millions upon millions, maybe even billions of copies mm-hmm. throughout their lifetime. And there haven't been billions of... Of, uh, murder of or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, it's, not of the murders that keep getting blamed
2: on it. Yeah, like it's it's not So their it fault. can't
1: be their fault if everyone in the world isn't.
2: It's it just goes it just goes back to everyone just wanting somebody to blame. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. I mean, we li- that it, that's literally what I feel like happens too often. And we see it in the gamer communities too, like people blame the game. Like we were just saying earlier, they play the game for the game being terrible yeah. for them not being good at the game. That's just what it is. Like people just want to pick something and blame that. And not actually just go, okay, it might have been my fault. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you straight up. If my son goes into the daycare and he straight up shoryuken somebody, absolutely that's my right. fault for letting him see right. Street
1: Fighter. That's, that's your fault, Lobo. That's but, your I, fault.
2: but I will also be gravely impressed and I'm going to enter that kid in
1: every that's fighting like he, tournament ever. He did a shoryukin and it worked.
2: Listen, a three-year-old with done a done flaming done. arm. <laughs> like, oh, could you imagine that?
1: He created fire. Oh,
2: my God. That would be so cool.
1: Alright, now you're like, you're like, you're cheesing at the thought, now, don't go letting, <laughs> letting your son like, uppercut everyone in the world hoping one of those will ignite flames.
2: Alright, I'll just use Protégé. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just let him use him. Um, but as, you know, your son's very young, what is he, you said he was three. Three. Or something, or one of those. Um, you said he was three, do you feel like the landscape for for video games is getting a little bit more violent than when, say,
2: you were young? Uh, see, that's a rough one to say because I mean, what we had growing up, I mean, obviously like I'm, I'm like three generations of gaming, you know what I mean? Okay, right. We had like the, the, the age of like just the Nintendo being the big thing. And then we had the premier super Nintendo Sega Genesis times and stuff. So I want to say that maybe the realism may be getting a little too crazy. Okay. Like, I feel like, 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 let's take MK, for example, I feel like with MK, some of the stuff that they show and do. <laughs> maybe a little too over the top okay because now the characters are getting more realistic looking like it's crazy like you you're, you're seeing organs and stuff like that and i was just like i didn't even think that that's what that looks like i didn't care <laughs> to know that i just remember watching them just explode blood all right and that was good but, we were satisfied with that but i think that at least within the rating standpoint i think that's what they're trying to do i think they're trying to prove that point. That the reason that this looks this way is because again, this is an M-rated game. Mm-hmm. This is not a game for someone that is under 17 years old. If you hand this to a 17, uh, someone that's under 17, that is your choice. Right. It's all on you. Your but, fault. But I want to say, like violence-wise, I really don't want to say that because I mean, if you go with like the appropriate like ratings for the games, they they are what they are. Okay, and yeah, that's, that just, what it, and yeah, that's yeah. just what it is. You know, I mean, the only one I can say, like, is like, eh, is like Fortnite, because I think Fortnite's rated, like, E for everyone, technically, still. I I think it's T, because it has
1: guns, but I don't think it's M, because I don't think there's anything. it's it's definitely
2: not M. I know it's not M.
1: But I don't think you can have, like, realistic guns in an E-rated game.
2: Hold on, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious about it now. But I'm pretty sure it is, uh, it's rated, it's rated T. It's rated T. That's what I thought, because they're yeah. firing real weapons. Oh, yeah, but... Um, but I but mean, like... Yeah, but again, that... that like, uh, it's not that bad. You know, just make sure you're giving them the age-appropriate games. Like, I'm giving my kid the age-appropriate games. I'm not letting him play Mortal Kombat. Okay. But, like, again, they, I think the game developers, in the, in their own way, are trying to push that. Like, this is what it's rated. And, you know, they're giving us, like, these really cool, like, like moments. Like, everything looks, like, crazier and more, like, realistic and stuff. Like, um... And this is a terrible ex- uh, example. I'm just <laughs> going to use it. Uh, WWE games, like wrestling games. You know, wrestling games are what they are. They're yeah, wrestling, they're wrestling games, games, you know. And, you know, you don't see like, I mean, I think, that, I think they still have moments where they can bleed. You know, I think you can hit them hard enough. Yeah, but, can but bleed. that's like a mode. But like, like make them bleed mode. Or yeah, like, like that. but that's just what it is. Like you can still pick The Rock versus like John Cena and beat the crap out of each other. But it's not like, I mean, you know, I'm like, you're, most you're watching is maybe like sweat fall off of them. Yeah. But that's it. Like you're not seeing him like take a chainsaw and like trying to cut his arm off. It's a not, t. It's a T rated. I would be greatly impressed if they did that. Part <laughs> um, that's a wrestling game I'd like to play. Oh, but but let's. True. But to say that like it's just it's still what it is. It's a T rated game. It says it has violence and it has some mature themes. That's what it has and that's what it is. Go back to Sonic the Hedgehog, like Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania. It says mild violence, you know, and that's it. It's still rated E. So yeah, it's still rated E. So it's it stays within the parameters of what it was. Yep. Kind of like um, kind of like like movies. PG-13 movies are only allowed to say fuck once. One time. That's it. They're only allowed to say it once. And if they say it more than that, they have to put it as a rated R movie. Okay. But that's what they do. They keep it within the parameters of what it's supposed to be. It, it's crazy what we see now, but it's like it's still within it. And if you have a problem with that, then just don't watch it. Don't play it. Don't get it. Easy. It's, it's not that hard. Easy.
1: No one's forcing you to indulge in these things. No one's forcing it's you to consume
2: this. Not at all. Like, like there's something I actually have realized, like, up, walking back, um, that I didn't realize. that like, You know that most of the Godzilla movies are not rated anything but PG? They're not violent, really. But that's what's crazy, though, because when you sit there and you think about it, like, like, when you're not, like, as, as somebody that probably, like, watches Godzilla, we don't think about this. Yeah. But, like, let's say, like, I, I had a mom, like, judge me really weirdly because when I, I was in the store and my son wanted a Godzilla toy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you let your son watch Godzilla? I'm like, it's a man in a rubber suit. Right. It doesn't even look good. Like, Godzilla doesn't even, like, it's crazy. Godzilla doesn't, like, eat people on the screen or anything like that. The only Godzilla know. movie um, that I think that... I mean, if we're going with Toho, like, not not, not the American versions, but yeah. if we go with Toho... The only ones that matter. I the mean, only aside one, <laughs> from the last two that came out. <laughs> right. But um, the only one that I know that was PG-13 was Final Wars.
1: Yeah, because well, it had
2: bigger, you know, a bigger, bigger budget, more... Yeah. And it was and actual it, violence because the guys were fighting. It was between the humans. It wasn't yeah. because of Godzilla and them. It wasn't. It was just between the humans fighting each other. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. Yeah. And that's what's crazy to me. Because I was like, wow, this is the only Godzilla movie that was actually a PG-13 movie. But... Again, th- what they did was they stayed within the parameters of what the rating they wanted was. Yeah. They wanted people to be exposed to this as much as possible, and they stayed with it was, and that's what it was. And it was good. It was good that they did it. Gaming is just doing the same thing. If it's an M-rated game, hell yeah, it's going to be violent. Hell yeah, it's going to be mature. Hell yeah, it's going to have all type of suggested themes. Right. But that's what it is. It's M-rated. And it doesn't hide it. It's not like trying to spring it on you. It like, lets you know you right there. Wor- it says right there. You got to worry about what you buy at the grocery store more because you don't so, know what half yeah, the stuff yeah, they put in know, that. You don't know what you're going to bite into yeah. there. But then when you go to an M-rated game, like at least you're reading the cover and it tells you what it is. Yep. Re- Resident exactly. Evil. Um, gore. Violence. Um, heavy blood. You lots, know. Lots okay, cool. I know what this is. <laughs> I'm not going to go in there and be like, open the game. It's like... Oh God, that's a zombie!
1: He's like, wow. I wish it would have told me there were zombies. I can't believe that. Holy that's, shit! Is he holding a birthday cake? I
2: mean. I, I'm, I'm terrified of birthday cakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, and that it's really interesting that we we bring up, you know, oh, how do you feel about these video games with violence things, and and how do you feel about games being more violent? And it it always comes back to, um, don't buy it. Yeah. Like, it says, don't buy it. For, if you're worried about your kids getting exposed to violent video games, stop buying them the violent video games. That's really the core, and, should, and that should be the only the only aspect. I agree. Someone can't be like, hey, I don't like violence because – I don't like video games that are violence because it's – my kid is sensitive. It's like, that's dope, and I'm sorry your kid's sensitive, but don't buy them the game.
2: Yeah, don't don't stop everybody else from doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you're upset about it. You know, and I think that's what – what hurts everything because we see people like protest and stuff like that saying like you know stop selling this game stop selling this game because i don't like my kid i don't want my i don't want my kid playing it okay don't buy it then don't buy it what like that's simple it's it's not like he it's not like they're trying to call it it's not world domination or something like that yeah, it's, they're not forcing you to play their game like it's just play if they want to play the game they'll play the game if they don't want to play the game don't let them play the game exactly simple and
1: the kids can't
2: buy they can't go to the store and buy the games. They can't Absolutely not.
1: they can't grab your credit card, somehow get their asses to the game store. I'm sorry. Get their asses to the game store and then buy the game themselves. Yeah. There's there's checks and balances. They'll ask you it's like you can't even look over the counter. You clearly can't buy this M-rated game. Exactly. You're too young to buy this M-rated game. We're not going to sell it to you. It's illegal for us
2: to sell it to you. We will get in trouble if I even let you hold that thing. Exactly. And working at the game store, like I see it all the time. Like I'll have like a mom that will send their – they will send their kid in there with their credit card. And you know they'll come in and they'll be like, oh, I want to buy um, – like I want to buy Call of Duty. OK, cool. It's an M-rated game. Where's your mom? Oh, she's in the car. Go, go get her. Yeah, tell her to come in. Go get her. Why? Because this is an adult game. You're clearly like you barely even have any like facial hair on your face. No, <laughs> like go get your mom. Mm-hmm. And you know, anything about it is like some parents like I've seen like you know I'm not gonna trash every one of them, but like some parents will come in they'll they'll say no. They will, and I think that's the biggest thing. Say no. It's okay to say no. Yeah. Don't give them everything because you give them everything. This is the, you you create these little creatures that turn into these, like, societal monsters. Let like, will be real here. That's what it is, you know? Like, I've, I haven't seen The Joker, but I hear that it's all about, like, that's what it is. It's mental illness. It's it's like the way you treat people is exactly what's going to develop from that. Yeah. And that's what it is. If you treat your kid like, here, shut yeah. up and take this, then exactly what do you expect's going to happen? If you're not paying attention, you don't want your kid watching... If you don't want your kid watching a rated R movie, don't give them an M-rated game. Easy.
1: Yeah. Like exactly. That's a good good equivalent.
2: Like, you know, like growing – or if you feel you can trust your child with it, like, you know, make sure that you raised your child with that. I – when I was a kid, I was like 12, 13 years old. I was still watching R-rated movies and stuff like that, playing like games that clearly were for adults and stuff. The difference though is that what I was able to do was I proved to my parents that I was mature enough to handle it. You know, I was watching horror movies like – you know, like the, the Friday the 13th, the Jason series and all that stuff like that. The um, the, You know, the Michael Myers movies and stuff. I loved horror movies back then. You know, I remember when we saw – it was terrible, but Resident Evil in, in the theaters. It was a terrible movie, but <laughs> it was. It was a terrible <laughs> movie. But make a better one. <laughs> Go back to your roots. Right. You have enough lore now to fix that. So y'all
1: don't
2: need to – anyway, that's for another conversation. That's another conversation, that's another but – um, you know, my parent, my, my my stepdad trusted that I could handle watching this movie, and I did. Funny enough, he was the one covering his eyes more in the movie more than I was. <laughs> nice. I I watched the whole movie. He was sitting there like, oh good. But the thing about it was, I was mature enough to handle it, and and, and now I'm fine. I, it didn't it didn't scar me or do anything to me. It's about the mindset. Raise raise them to know what's right, or what's wrong, and they're gonna be good. But if you throw everything to them and give them everything, that's like an M-rated thing, and you're not paying attention to what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be surprised when you walk in on your kid and he's playing Grand Theft and he's shooting a hooker in the face to get his money back. And she's like, what are you doing? Oh, I shot this hooker because I can get my money back and now I'm going to go find another one and do it again.
1: All
2: right, over and over again. If if your seven-year-old is doing that, then there's a problem.
1: Yeah, a big problem. (laughs) It's a big
2: problem. A problem that... You know what? Make them play Goat Simulator. That's a good idea. that's That's a good game. That's how... Honestly, even
1: Goat Simulator could go back to being one of those games that is a good way to blow off steam. You know? It is. Fuck being human, man. I want to be a goat for a, for a
2: couple hours. The, the truth of the matter is there are a lot of gems that I feel like get underappreciated that people don't realize. But that's because a lot of the juggernaut titles, it's true, they're out there. Mm. But they're out there for two reasons. Number one, they're great sellers and they're great games. Number two, they're controversial as hell and a lot of people don't like them. Right. And That's just what it is, and that,
1: and that makes a lot of people love them. Yep. Some people, people love controversy. But even those those juggernaut games, they started off as little tiny games. Yeah. Little tiny installments that maybe weren't making that big of a splash, or maybe weren't that impressive. But they they stuck with it, improved, and they got better. And now here they are: our Call of duties our Grand Theft Auto, Call, or Call of Duty well, of them.
2: To me, back in the Call of Duty was inferior to Medal of Honor because it was because that, and that's what's crazy. Now Call of Duty is what it is.
1: Yeah. The Medal of Honor could never show its face again.
2: Well, that's because the last game they made was terrible. That's also true. The game was horrible.
1: Um, So, uh, I had another question here, but you've already answered it throughout the, the conversation. Um, how far um, along your uh, your son Dante's um, development are you going to keep him from... Um, what's the word I'm trying to Trying to, I'm trying to think of a way to 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 word it. Um, When your son decides he wants to start playing video games like on his own, Mm -hmm. like he wants to start choosing his video games, Mm -hmm. um, how much of a hand do you would you like to have
2: in that? So I obviously want to have as much of a hand as possible, Um, but at the same time, it's like it it goes back to like we were just saying. If he can prove to me that he can handle it. Without any repercussions, then I will allow him to delve into, let's say, the, the bigger groups. Okay. You know, now, again, I, I don't believe that I will allow him to play like a game like Mortal Kombat right off the bat. Right. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, only because, I mean, that also depends on his mental capacity. Like, can he handle something like that? But like, you know, like right now, he he doesn't fi- he finds like weird things scary. Like like the like the silliest things more scare him. He has seen, you know, got he's seen the PG thirteen versions of Godzilla, and he's not at all terrified of any of that stuff. No giant monsters, lizards, fire breathing creatures, anything like that. He's not afraid of anything of that. What thing one thing he is afraid of is actually zombies. Zombies are scary. And I'm not even talking like like Resident Evil like like he watched a cartoon like uh, like a kids kids cartoon that had a a zombie-esque character and he found it terrifying because it was a dead person coming back Like, it's a dead creature walking around. And I think that's what scares him. Gotcha. Something he couldn't quite figure out in his head. You know, dead is dead, alive is alive. Exactly. And I I can understand that. That's a little bit of a different complex for somebody of his age to figure out. And it makes sense. You know, like, he knows dinosaurs. He knows dragons. He knows all that stuff. But something that is deceased, that is again walking around, that shouldn't be walking around. So I don't believe I'll be letting him play, like, horror games very soon but like you know as he develops and as he he grows as long as he shows me you know i still would like to keep him in the parameters of like the age appropriate games because i don't want him jumping on that train of oh well you know my dad lets me play this my dad lets me play that that's fine you can do whatever you want but i'm the parent i will decide if you are good enough for this or this and as long as he can show me, if he's if he shows me he's not he's mature enough to play something that might be a little spookier, then I will I will test that theory. I will say, okay, here's something that's a little scary. If you can prove to me that you can handle this, then we can go to the next step. But if you can't prove to me that you can handle this, then that means you cannot handle the other things that are up that level. Right, you're
1: just not ready for it, just, and that's just all ready it is. For
2: it. You know, I'm not going to throw him into it. I mean, I'm going to let him. You know, it's it's the same thing like like. Trying to trying to swim in the, in, the sh- in the from the shallow end to the deep end. Yeah. You're going to start in the shallow end. You're going to prove to me that you can go into the deeper parts without my assistance. Without me feeling like you're going to come up with me in the middle of the night and tell me you had a nightmare. You know, if you can show me that you can handle it, then I will gladly walk with you into the next steps. But if you can't, then you have to stay where you are. And I mean he does do that now. Like, you know, he understands like when there are certain games that daddy wants to play – That daddy will only play them when he's not there. Because he's seen, like, he's found the cases for Mortal Kombat sitting on the floor. Thankfully, like, doesn't show anything because I have the steel book that just just is MK. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he's seen, like, you know, the cases of certain games. Like, if I've left them out or I've done it. And he's asked me about it. But he's a kid. He's curious. And I'll tell him, well, this is a game for grown-ups. And he understands that when he sees the letter M on anything, that's a grown-up game. He doesn't touch that. But if he sees anything that says the letter E on it, he's absolutely allowed to touch it. You know, T here and there, depending on it the game. Depends on the game. Because some you
1: know. games are more child-friendly, but they are rated T because they have like cartoon
2: violence or yeah. well, let's something take, like that. Let's take this example, like Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Fighters is very colorful. It's very more like blasty crazy like you know it has violence in it but yeah. it's more color violence you know like we you know 90 percent of the, the the punches and the hits are just sparks and stuff like that true but when you take a game like tekken it's a little grittier looking more realistic people they have knives and stuff like that you know and some of the characters kind of look a little creepy you know mm-hmm. i mean let's look at devil jinn devil jinn pretty, he's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's pretty creepy um i won't play that in front of him because the realism of that might be too much for gotcha. his brain. Even though it's also rated T. Yeah. Okay. But if sense. something for Dragon Ball that's colorful, he can go, okay, I'm I'm, I'm fine with that.
1: Now, let me ask you, um, you might not have played the series at all because I know I don't because I don't personally like it. Okay. Um, it's a fighting game series, um, uh, Dead or Alive. I played it, yes. Okay. It's rated M. Yes. For, um, for his sexuality. Just heavy. Uh, <laughs> heavy. Heavy. Uh, and partial nudity. Uh, very walking the line between full ass nudity and partial nudity. And that's pretty much his whole draw at this point. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about games like that? Like, it seems pretty obvious question, but um,
2: I still want to ask it anyway. So, this is one of those things that's like, it's a, it's, it's going to be a weird, it's, it's going to be a weird answer, so I'm going to try to be my best with it. Okay. If that's your kick, that's your kick. <laughs> that's just what it is. If that's your kick, that's your kick. Is it for me? No. Right. Uh, no, it's it's clearly just a game where you just want to you just want to watch a bunch of girls and jump around with their boobs hanging out practically and their ass everywhere. Okay, that's literally what it is. If you look at the roster, there's more women, obviously a way bigger presence of women than there is men, and you don't see like Hayabusa wearing like a g-string. <laughs> yeah, they might, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, I know that he doesn't have it because I sell at the game store. We do sell it, oh and my. I know he doesn't have it. But <laughs> I've seen videos of like you know, uh, Kasumi and like a lot of the other characters, like with that stuff, Yeah. you know, bathing suit packs and stuff like that. It's crazy when you sit there and I'm bringing the customer out and it actually says bathing suit pack, uh, for, uh, for uh dead or alive. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, there's like seven of them. And I mean, it's one of those things that's like, it's, it's really hard. I mean, they're catering to the group and then that's what it is. There's a group that really, really enjoys it. If that's your thing, fine, go ahead. just, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it I don't right. like it I don't I understand that and it's not say I don't like sexy girl like outfits in games like you know I, I, I loved King of Fighters and Fatal Fury back in the day and you know like uh, Mai Shuri you know everyone knows Mai in the everyone Fatal Fury. she's she's very sexy looking she's mm-hmm. got like her boobs do kind of jiggle around in the game right. and stuff that's their whole, her whole deal yeah. But I mean I mean if it's like that's the character's design, that's she uses her feminine ways to kind of help with her design. Right, she's a... like that's what she is. She's a sexy ninja. Yeah.
1: Well that's I but, forget what the there's like a term for her exact thing, but I can't I think of what it is. I known. don't know
2: what it is. Like, um but like when you look at like, something like that are alive, that it's just it just straight appeals to like just oh yeah, look at all these girls with their boobs hanging out practically. Yeah. That's literally what it is. I I literally couldn't play the game. Well that's one of the <laughs> Because movies. I just couldn't get over the boob physics. They were just too Crazy, goofy, <laughs> it's really goofy. Like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense.
1: But that is one of those games where, where it might take a parent off guard because it, it is will. rated T and they don't show that on like the box. So they're like, oh, this is a fighting game. Well, but on I, the back
2: of the box, it actually says heavy sexual content, like, it right? What, says like it's nowadays, stuff. it's rated yeah, N, now, but like but before I can
1: it was like T and it had a lot of those aspects in it. So that was I, back on Xbox, right? Three, I, think so. I think I think the was, latest one before this one, so it's six now, I think. Five was rated M, but four is rated T.
2: Yeah, I think three and three. Uh, yeah, I think from from the first one, four was up until four. Uh, yeah, up until three hundred and sixty. Yeah, I think they were all just T. T, but and it that's had, crazy. It had
1: a lot of those sexual aspects, so I feel like that could like accidentally. Like maybe get someone like someone in trouble like they're playing it could. and like you have that going on and like but I thought this was
2: rated T why it's, is your boobies almost out exactly and I mean that that's more of something you kind of have to go after like the developers and yeah. the people that made that like they they're, they it's like they hit it but that's not something you should hide like let them know how bad that is I mean it
1: might have gotten in trouble since up after that they're all they're both rated M five and six both yeah rated M, I think at so, this
2: point they have to be
1: so there's the way the costumes are now there's no way you. You could even you would even want to take the chance of a 12, 13 year old child getting their hands on it.
2: So so the the easiest way I can answer that is that um if this was like in our day and age or we grew up, we didn't have that type of media that, like, to show us that stuff. Yeah. The only way we would know about that is if like we played the game game or had um, game informed or game inform. Well, even before the Game Informers were really a thing like I'm talking like if we go back like Game Informer wasn't always around or you had to buy the Game Informers in order to actually look at. That yeah, stuff. I had a subscription. So but if we go back to like that time frame when we were teenagers and trying to get that stuff, I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable for a parent to kind of let that slide under the radar and not see that that's a thing. Because, I mean, maybe the kid didn't even know or maybe they didn't know and they just selected it by the parent. Who knows? But in the day and age we live in now. Where again, we have YouTube, we have Google. There's companies crazy out there that do this stuff. GameRant, IGN, all that stuff. All these places report on it.
1: Oh yeah, you know uh, it's yeah, for sure.
2: It's like there's no excuse really now. It's just being lazy. That's just what it is. To yeah, me. being lazy, willfully ignorant. Yeah, like you if you're just willy nilly giving them this stuff now at this point, and you and then you come back and yell at me for it. It's like you had every option to look this up. Like there's no excuse now. They're they're everywhere. You know, it's, you go on, you can't even open Facebook without seeing some of this stuff. It's literally right there. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I I opened Facebook the other day when they released the Kingdom Hearts Remind thing and it was like 17 articles immediately out and it was only 10 minutes into the game release. Oh, (laughs) shoot. And I was like, Jesus, Bonsai's comments were on the first thing. Dang. First, First 30 seconds. Yeah. Like I was like, geez, like it's crazy. Like how much you see now compared to back then. So, you know, it's possible to let it happen, but like. Back then, yes. Today, no. There's no excuse. You have too many outlets to look up.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right, man. You're right. It's just welfare ignorance. It's There's no excuses.
2: Nope. I, I literally tell all the parents, like, if you really don't want to Google it, and uh, if they're members of, like, the membership that we have at the game store, I'll literally say you, it's in your game store. It's, it's in your subscription. It's in there. Okay. You get the email, read it. Don't come and yell at me.
1: Yeah, because I'm just gonna tell you that exactly what you just said. It's it everywhere. I mean, you can look it up. It's nothing's hiding. It's it's on the case, you know? There's it's, the,
2: ev- it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like you, Look at Doom. Doom is Doom is one of those games that's never hid what it is. It's always been what it is. Always if from the from the jump, from number one. From you on the cover, what do you see? A guy holding two giant blaster guns and demons crawling up and he's shooting these things. He oh, knew yeah. what it was. It was pure bliss. Yep.
1: Cool, man. Well, we hit on a lot of topics that, honestly, I wasn't expecting to get to, um, even though I have these notes here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the the biggest takeaway from this podcast is know what you're buying your kids, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're the parent are responsible for what they're exposed to, no one else in the world. Yeah. And also... Have fun guys. Have fun with these games whether you're playing Tekken or you're playing Call of Duty, whether it's fighting games, shooting games, puzzle games, anything. Have fun. Don't take life so
2: seriously. Make games about having fun again. Make them enjoyable. Like don't don't hate something just because like give it, give it an actual reason to get any type of smack back of it. You know, WB's 2K20 was absolutely a completely unfinished game. It was, that was a absolutely, dumpster fire. It was the hugest dumpster fire. <laughs> and that's absolutely a game that should get all the grief in the world because it was absolutely terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't about the factor. Dragon Ball Kakarot. If you are a Dragon Ball fan and you wanted to play another game about the Dragon Ball series and you know what it is, it's fun. Have fun. And buy my merch. And buy his merch. Buy my merch. Never forget that. Alright, well,
1: unless you have any other questions or concerns, Uh, I'm good. um, Okay, I'm tapped as well. So, thank you for coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: I appreciate you coming out all this way to record. I'm excited to finally have you on here. Hopefully, we can get you on again Mm -hmm. for another assortment of questions. Um, I can't even give you explanations of what they might be. But I hope you can get back on the podcast. Uh, would you like to reintroduce yourself? I am Lobo Berry Crunch, and uh, thank you for having me. He is Lobo Berry Crunch. I am Mick Wolpie Goldberg, and this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you on the next one.